Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. If you want to join in on the conversation, call us at 888-728-9941. Jeff, you have returned from the President's Cup. I have, all the way from Jersey City. <laughs> Brett, our producer just wants to do the legal Boy, you're very happy, sound on the intro. Button happy over Come on, there, get huh? on, get on here for a second, Brett. So, what's up? Uh, can you remind our listeners of the football team you're a fan on? Because now you're going a around Chiefs. telling people you're a Chiefs fan all yeah. the time. Because nothing says I'm a fan of a team like reminding you that I'm a fan of the team over and over again. And and ending it with for now. For now. Yeah. For now. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, is that going to be Jeff's new intro that whenever I say him, you're going to do the the Law and Order dun dun? I'll try if you really want me to. I don't think Jeff's going to like that very much. <laughs> then no. Okay, cool. I like a, Je- a happy Jeff. All right. We'll keep Jeff happy. Jeff, tell us. You were happy last Sunday. You were out there. Some beautiful weather. Uh, not, you, much, you... Uh, not much Not uh, much suspense out there, though. <laughs> well, the one downside about this is that it's four days. It's a certain amount of points. And once you hit the points, you win. So the U.S. was so dominant that by the end of the third day, they all they needed was one win out of the final 12 matches or two ties. So they literally didn't have to win anything to win. So it actually did drag out for a while. And they said to the players, you're going to continue to play even after the point is received. So <laughs> they clinch. They're all celebrating. I was right there. I was covering it. And, and they're, all, they're all sitting there celebrating, including the coaches, except for the poor guys who We're still, still have like three or four holes to play. So those, that would be like the Eagles winning the Super Bowl on a touchdown, and the, the uh, kick team would have to still go and kick the extra point while everybody's celebrating on the other end of the field. Last week, though, we were questioning your commitment to the show, whether you would uh, go past Secret Service out there with uh, the president out there on Sunday. Did they let you go and, and do what you needed to? Yeah, they were very nice. They, they were cool uh-huh. about that. So, yeah. you, so what, there what were a the, lot of places you couldn't go, though, because right? there was another president. There. What was the atmosphere like? Because, I mean, we both enjoy the President's Cup in terms of the crowd. And, I mean, there was excitement earlier in the week when you were out there on Thursday. Yeah. Compare that to Sunday, which, which you normally it, have. It was, it was rowdy, but it wasn't as rowdy because there just wasn't the suspense. The whole the whole beauty of this is is the building of suspense hole by hole match by match on the last day. There was none of that suspense. It, the only way that would have built up is if if the US lost like the first 6 or 7. Yeah, matches. that didn't happen. They just yeah. they just really dominated them from start to finish. It and, wasn't And and it this group of guys, I mean Phil Mickelson's obviously older. Um but the rest of the group is young. so young and yeah. this could be they could dominate the President's Cup and the Riders Cup for a decade. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. So we'll talk about a little suspense postseason baseball. No, the suspense is not from the Phillies. We want them to get back there, and we'll talk about them in a minute. What did you see from the first few days? Wild card games are done. Today's one of my favorite days of the baseball playoffs because the games start early, and there's four games back to back to back to back. So you can watch from middle of the afternoon to late in the night. Yeah, well, the wild card games were, were wild. They were I mean, crazy. If somebody would tell you, you the starting pitcher for one of the teams would make it one inning and, and they would still win... There just would seem no logic to that. It was and like that's an what hour. The did. It was like an hour fifteen for the first two innings. That game of, looked like it sounded like it was going to go six hours the way it was going. It I seemed mean, like it was going to go a really, really yeah. long time. Anything surprise you from the start of the playoffs? I, I thought the Rockies were going to beat the Diamondbacks. Um, great, and Granky didn't look like Granky. So did they? Um, <laughs> so I'll ask you the question: Did the Rockies lose because the bench coach wore an Apple Watch? 
for Arizona. <laughs> for our listeners who don't know, the bench coach for Arizona, he's a, he's a translator. He's an additional coach that's a translator that's in there, had an Apple Watch on. So he's translating his Apple Watch. That was Watch. apparently in airplane mode. Yeah. Jeff, take it away. Okay, so I, I have an Apple Watch. <laughs> there is no way that anybody who has an Apple Watch leaves it in airplane mode by accident for two solid days because your watch doesn't do anything other than keep time if it's in airplane mode. So you so, did not accept the explanation. No, I don't buy it at all. And he's going to get if, if if they don't buy it, he's going to get in a lot of trouble because they said when the Red Sox got caught next time they were going to come down on the person hard. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, and, it's the playoffs. It doesn't get the stakes don't get any higher. You don't want to mess with that. But Arizona did pull it out. I mean, yep. they, they really just mashed the ball. You see the same uh, home run pace keeping up in the playoffs as regular season. Well, I mean, look, if you watch last night's game with uh, your boy, Houston. Your, son, your son's favorite player. Al, right? Altuve hit three home runs in the game. I mean, they looked great. And, and today they're dominating again. I think it's 8-1 as we speak um, for Houston again. So people are hitting home runs. Judge hit a home run. When did baseball become home run derby again? For, the, for years there was. This year. There was home runs are down, runs are down. It's a pitcher's game. Got to you know raise the mound and change the strike zone and all these other things people are talking about. And this year, balls are flying out at a record pace, and it hasn't stopped in the postseason. Well, there's all sorts of theories as to what it is. Or the no, baseball no, size. There, there, the, there's the baseball is the same size as far as I can tell, but if it's more condensed, then it's harder and it flies farther. There was the other thing that the seams aren't as high. So if the seams aren't as high, the ball doesn't move as much, which gives you a better chance to hit a home run. However, hey Brett, we're going to need to get like a science sound effect for Jeff so that he can explain <laughs> things to go with the lawyer sound effect. OK, yeah. Bubbling chemistry. Set yeah. or something. Like Weather that. will be when we come back from the break, too, if you want to find like a thunderstorm <laughs> to go across. But, but but with the with this with the seams thing, if you watch the Cleveland game last night, Obviously, there was no problem with the seams for Bauer because Bauer was throwing a curveball that just dropped off the table. How discouraged are you if you're playing Cleveland and Bauer's the guy pitching game one and yeah, dominating he, he's, you? He's their third best starter. And they couldn't best. sniff the baseball. Right. He was pitching a no-hitter for five innings. I think he gave up two hits in the game. So now, now the Yankees know uh, their third best starter, they couldn't hit. And now they have Kluber coming up next, and Kluber is going to win the Cy Young. And then they have former Philly uh, minor leaguer, Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco, I think, has 17 or 18 wins this year. Of course he does. <laughs> we, don't, well, we don't need pitching or well, anything. Well, to, to be fair. It was, Why it, would we be fair? It, it was eight, nine years ago, and we got Cliff Lee for him. Okay. So, but I, t I was talking to you before the show. Obviously, we'd like the Phillies to be in there. This is one of my favorite times of year when you know the bunting's out, and they put the logo on the field, and... They line all the players up for the introductions before game one. It's just you miss that with your team not being in it. it it's it's also the weather. It's the time. It, it's it's everything. It's, well, right it, now it's like 90 degrees out. OK, but <laughs> but for, but when you get to the fall, I mean, look, there's certain baseball has this this feel to it that it's one of the things that, that I like. If you've grown up watching it and going to games, you remember certain things. And, and so. Going to opening day is always a big deal, and I, that, that's what I do with my son. And, and then the playoffs. I mean, for a long time, Philadelphia didn't have the playoffs, but when it started in Don't 2000, remind me. Yeah, but in 2007 when that started, oh. I remember going to that game and seeing what you said, the, the bunting, and 
it's the smell, it's the crisp air. There's something about it that just gets into your senses and continues to be something that you crave every year around this time if you love baseball. I think 93 was the first playoffs that I went to. I went with uh, my dad and my stepdad and my brother. And I just remember looking at the field and I didn't realize that they put bunting up on the for the for the games. And it was just it was so cool to see to be there and be a part of that atmosphere and see your team play well. And, you know, you want that back. We saw some of that at the end of the season with some of the players coming up that there's people are a little more hopeful going into the offseason this year than they have been in past years. What's your thoughts now that the Philly season is over? Obviously, they need a coach. How do you feel a week later? They need after? A manager, they're going to need it. I I hope they keep Morandini. I hope they keep Boa. I think I I hope they keep somebody like Matt Stairs, who seemed to work really well with the hitters. Um, I my, so would they get rid of the manager and keep his whole staff? It's possible. McKin- I mean, McKinnon McKinnon just inherited the staff because he just took over in the middle of the season. But Ryan Sandberg didn't put together his own staff. So so you'd keep the the bench guys there. I well, I I don't know so much. Did you about, change pitching coach? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I'm right there with you. That's right. It's the only place where you haven't really seen the development in the players that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, a double hitter will be a double, but you've seen other players develop and start to play like major league players, mm-hmm. which is something that we haven't had in the last few years with our lineup. My, I mean, my, I'm a big proponent of Dusty Wathen. I know he's come up for, the, but I did as I was like looking through who would be a good choice. Just randomly looking through, that the ideal choice might not be Dusty Wathman. It would be Raul Abanez. You texted me that the other day. Yeah. Where'd that come from? I, I was just reading different people. I, I did not realize that Abanez is now in the. I think he's in the Dodgers organization in the front office. But he had been considered and then took his name out down in Miami. Was it last year or the year before? Um, Raul was was well liked when he was here. He was an intelligent ball player. He knows hitting. He had the, seemed to have the demeanor and the leadership ability. And I think that the backgrounds of a lot of the players would mesh well with him. I think that he would do really well as a first time manager here. The problem is, I don't know if you could have a guy who doesn't have any coaching or managing experience. I think he did a little bit with Kansas City when he retired, but. He doesn't. He hasn't been a manager in the minors or anything like that. And I don't know if Philadelphia has the patience for a guy who's never done it before. Is there something to be said for a younger manager, maybe not first time, but a younger manager given the age and place of the team right now? Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a Charlie Manuel situation where you're bringing in an older guy. You right? hear like a Brad Osmus's name uh, out of Detroit or somebody who's been with Klintek and McPhail before, so mm-hmm. they know him. Um, but may not have been in the system, or you hear that they'll interview guys in the system. Just be interested to see what they end up with. You've seen some talk in the in the last few days of trading position players for pitchers. It yeah. looks like they're going to go that route as opposed to signing big name, big splash free agents. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they should do. If if they got close to the trade deadline in the middle of the season and they were five or ten games over five hundred, then you can make that move. They're still going to have those prospects to to move around. But I think you got to give the team a little bit of a chance to develop and see what happens. We haven't seen Kingery up here yet. I have a feeling that that the starting lineup in the infield, at least, is going to be Hoskins at first. It's going to be Kingery at second. It's probably going to be Crawford at, at third, at either at third or shortstop, and then whether Freddie's here or not. From what I read, 
the most valuable chip we seem to have is Caesar. So they say Freddie's not really that valuable, which I, I, I'm surprised at. Well, he's the, the best fielding the, it's shortstop the, it's in the, the game. the offense. That, yeah. you know, he's good in a lineup that has other offense where you don't need to get it out of that position. And he still hits double-digit home runs. He I mean, does. Look, like, I, I like Freddie, and I, I like to see him here, but it seems like that's not the direction that this team's going in in terms of the long term with him. Right. So how do you feel right now as a Phillies fan before we move on? Are you... I feel good. I, I want to see what they do in the offseason. They have to juggle a lot of stuff with the 40-man roster. They have to, you know, if a player's been in the minors for a certain period of time, you have to protect them. So right now they're at 43. They've already gotten rid of, uh, I know this is going to devastate the Philadelphia community, but Ty Kelly was taken off of that roster. So, <laughs> so. That's, that's everybody in the Delaware Valley going, huh? Right. What'd you hey, say? he had a couple game winning hits. Who? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're going to have to be, they're going to have to move some other people off of that 40 man roster because people like Ranger Suarez and Frank Franklin Killame have to be protected now. Otherwise they can be gotten through the rule five draft. So there's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of off-season stuff that we'll hopefully get excited about. But I think the key is is to trade somebody like Caesar and a couple other pieces for a number two or a number three starter. I don't think you're going to get an ace from anybody. No. There aren't that many aces out there. No, I don't think so. I think I think uh, unless you're on the Indians, I think Sixto is going to end up as your ace a few years from now. Yeah. I think well, there, there's look, there's 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 three of them that are all going to come up together, and it's going to be Ranger Suarez, Jojo Romero, and it's going to be Sixto Sanchez, and you, you got to hope that be they're a great like, problem to have. Yeah, did you see uh, the? Uh, I don't remember what it was Clintec or McPhail say that they had 14 people working in analytics, and they were going to go acquire more. Hey, do do we care that they're spending all the money? We want. I them don't to, care. So. Eagles fans care when they're talking to the analytics guy on fourth and eight or whatever the <laughs> the play call was. But I don't care. I happen to think that analytics is good. All right, we haven't talked that much college football on the show, and I'm certainly not going to bring up Rutgers because there's really not very much good to say about them. But who are they playing this week? Who by knows? The Does it matter? You don't even know. Does it matter? Well, you're an alumni. Uh, okay, so here's what happened. Yeah. Last week they played <laughs> Ohio State, and. It happened again. I just kept getting score update after score update of Rutgers being scored on. Right. What's the definition the, of the insanity? amazing part of that is you never got an update that Rutgers scored. No, I yeah. didn't. And I went back and forth. Like, Should I turn off the alert? It's depressing to yeah. have your your team. Well, okay, so so I have an opinion. I'm I'm a Big Ten guy. Yeah, but your team's I, good. Well, no, but he, so here's my question. I'm a big I'm a Big Ten guy. I I was happy that Rutgers was added to the Big Ten because it means that every two years I can go to Rutgers Stadium and watch my team. You're selfish. See, it's well, not about Rutgers doing well. It's about Jeff being able to see his. Oh, team. exactly. Right. This, see, but, I, but I believe so, that you so should be. So I was so I was happy about it. Okay. But this Do you is, feel bad now because you're just killing us every time? Well, it's everybody. I mean, <laughs> so, so they don't belong. Look, they, Rutgers does not belong in the Big Ten. Okay, they they are getting destroyed at rates that are unheard of. All right. Well, let's talk about some good football. Well, teams so then. so you're a Rutgers guy. Yeah. Do you think that they should be in the? They Big didn't Ten? ask me. <laughs> they no, really I'm, didn't care what I'm I thought. I'm asking you. I think at this point they've they you know they've gone in they've got a try and figure out how to make it work. I think it was done for money. It was, oh, it was, it was only the... about exposure and money. And at this point, you've you've taken that dive. You're going to see if you can swim. Right now, they're sinking. By the way, did you happen to see there was a real sports story the other day? 
about about the teams that are get these smaller colleges that are taking a million dollars to go play the big teams and then winning. <laughs> well, that's happening a little bit, but but what's yeah scar- they're taking the payday. Well, but what's scary about it? I is, didn't see is the, segment, the safety by the way. issue is that the guys who play on these smaller team schools don't aren't nearly as big as the guys you see oh. in Florida. Or I didn't Alabama. even think about that. And they were they were they were talking to a kid who became paralyzed because of a hit he got and stuff. And and they're saying that it should be a safety issue with these smaller division FCS schools or whatever they call them now uh, playing FBS. Nobody schools. remembers what that division alphabet soup is for, right for college football. All right, let's talk about some uh, good games. Miami, yeah. Florida State. So I've got a friend that went to Miami and his sister went to Florida State. I always enjoy them every year going back and forth. And mm-hmm. actually, her husband went to Florida. So the three of them with their rivalries and playing, <laughs> I feel bad because um, her and his daughter, they like put her in, she's got to be so confused with the Florida State and the right. Florida stuff. I feel bad for her for having to wear that stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But so what do you think? You uh, Are you excited for this game this week? Uh, I would have been more excited for this game if Francois was still playing. It's a tough loss for yeah. Florida State. It, they're just not what they were without mm-hmm. him in there. And Miami is not there offensively. No. But their defense is really good. They're going to be so, good. I mean, yeah. Mark, Mark, look, Mark Rick as a coach, I thought he was good at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can build programs. Miami can certainly recruit. It's a destination place with a reputation the U and the U part two are two of my most favorite 30 for 30s that ESPN <laughs> did because they're highly entertaining. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami pull it out this week. Yep. LSU, Florida, uh, LSU uh, with uh, Troy <laughs> last week. Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Ed Orgeron. <laughs> I don't know why they made him the head coach. So do you he know is the he- best interim coach you could have. But every time I, I see him and hear him, I think of the movie Waterboy. And he he should not be the coach of this team. And losing to Troy is embarrassing. Do you know beyond... why he's going to stay the coach? Why he's got a twelve million dollar buyout? Look, the, the one thing now you'll... some alum's going to come along oh, and right. offer that to get him out of there. Oh, but and then the, and then they will call the coach whatever whatever the booster's name is, and they'll put the booster's name before the head coach t- title. So you think Florida's going to uh, going to win this one in the swamp? Florida's got a great defense. I love the atmosphere for college football games, and I enjoy the way that it's covered on TV, like when they have the game at Clemson and they cover them coming into the stadium. Though I enjoy those traditions. I enjoy the band. I enjoy the craziness. I mean, tell me, what was it like to, to see games at the Big House? You went to school at Michigan. It was amazing. I mean, you have 110,000 people crammed into the stadium. Uh, you did not, You had a tiny section that they would give you know tickets for the other In team. In like the top corner? It's, yeah, so it was just like one corner of the stadium. And it was just, it was loud. It was fun. Uh, What's that tailgate like for 110,000 people? It's got to be pretty good. It is pretty good. My apartment was directly across the street. Why am I not surprised by that at all? (laughs) (laughs) And we would get up and go out on the balcony and people would be tailgating. We'd walk down and have hot dogs. And it it was just, it's an amazing experience. So this weekend, 110,000 people will be there for Michigan State. I would not be surprised if this is the, the highest attended game ever. Why? Because Michigan, for the first time, is playing under the lights against Michigan. It's, it's in-state rival, Michigan State. So tell me about that rivalry, because I enjoy rivalry games. Rockers obviously doesn't have that rivalry. Yes. What's that like? Well, we, we and when I say we, Michigan has not we. had it, had it <laughs> the good. The collective we. When it, came, when it comes to Michigan State over the last few years, it started with Mike Hart calling Michigan State 
or little brother. And Michigan How'd State that work to, out for you? it didn't. And D'Antoni put is a great coach. I always enjoy following Ike Reese on Twitter during Michigan State games. <laughs> That's right. He is a uh, he's very entertaining. Yeah, so so that did not work, and it went through a series of years where Michigan would lose to Michigan State. Finally, two years ago, it looked like Michigan was going to win, and then Blake O'Neill, the Australian punter, decided on the last play of the game to try to kick it sideways instead of just falling on his fumbled punt, and it was returned for a touchdown. Kickers. Exactly. Kickers. Australian kickers of all things. There you go. And so last year they did win, and now Harbaugh's put together a great program. So you're so trying to get a winning streak. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would. You'll keep us updated next uh, I, week. I'd rather beat Ohio State finally, but. All right. Well, you'll get your chance with Baby that. steps. This is the heart of sports on 610 AM Sports. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the NFL. If you want to join in on the conversation, discuss that or anything else, join us at 888-728-9941. Stay with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in the studio with Jeff Cohen. All right, Jeff, uh, it's football time. Did you watch Thursday Night Football last night? I did watch part of it. I still don't think Thursday Night Football games are good. No, they're not. <laughs> and those uniforms are bad. Well, the Eagles get their chance with Color Rush next week. They play Carolina. And what what is the color? Are they going black or no, they going green? Probably go, I think they're going straight green. Are green they? pants and green top. Okay. I think. I'll, I'll check. Let but, you, know. you know, the Patriots didn't look bad, but it was just all white with their, basically their regular uniform. But the Tampa Bay was that, that hideous red. I wish they had the creamsicle all of that uniform. I enjoyed that uniform no. when they had it. Uh, Patriots defense is just terrible. Historically terrible. I dropped before them. They were, my, night, they were my fantasy defense. I dropped them, thankfully. Before last night, they said that they were on pace to be the fourth worst defense in the history of the NFL. Well, their offense isn't much better. Is Tom Brady going to survive this season? No, he's not. I told I told you before the show that that if you have a, I don't do fantasy football anymore. But if you do sure, fantasy, sure loss. no, it's not. It yeah, frees it me to just root for who I want to root for. <laughs> <laughs> but. We'll talk more about that in a minute because Richard Sherman has some opinions. You you should pick up Jimmy Garoppolo because Tom Brady must have been on his butt about 50 times yesterday. The the offensive line is horrendous. They had 
as far as I could tell, they had no tight end in the game. The entire well, Gronkowski game. Gronkowski was out. Well, so. don't they have a backup tight end? Because there was no tight end. There was no pass to a tight end, at least in the first half. And they have, you know, 65 wide receivers that are all the same size. So they don't have any. When they get into the red zone, they have nobody to pass the ball to. So you don't think the Patriots are making it to the Super Bowl? Not with this team, unless Bill Belichick is going to have to pull out a miracle. But who'd you pick at the They'd beginning be, of the oh, season? They would be. Uh, I, I picked the you Patriots. Picked Patriots yeah. Right? yeah, I had no idea this defense could be yeah. this bad. Nobody would have foreseen that they were going to be this bad. They're zero and five with no no doubt. They're zero and five without Brady. So they're they're a Belichick coach team. Do they turn it around? I don't know how you turn around a defense like this. They're just not tackling. I just hope they keep playing Eric Rowe because it means that we get a third-round pick instead of a fourth-round pick <laughs> if he plays in a certain amount of games. It's really all I care about with the New England Patriots right now. All right. how Can you name any of the Eagles' third-round picks in the last four years? Yeah, they took... Uh, uh, Pumphrey? Doug, no. <laughs> Pumphrey was the fourth round. They took Rasul Douglas in the third round. He's oh, playing, see? He's so, playing now so because it does Sid, make a difference. Sidney Jones is out. And, <laughs> That's right. And, and so, yeah, I, I do know who they took in the third round. And they've, there's plenty of opportunities for them to miss on other guys, yeah. but I'd rather them miss in the third round than the fourth round so we can say we had it. Wow, that's a, that's a defeat us. Well, welcome to being an Eagles fan, man. It happens over time. All right, so the game last week, yeah. you were driving back from the President's Cup, and you texted me, and you said, this game's in Los Angeles. It sounds like there's a lot of Eagles fans We, we are We are tooling down the turnpike, <laughs> and, and we have the Eagles game on, and all of a sudden... They said somebody, one of the answers goes, there's a flag on the play and everybody starts cheering. So I'm like, oh, sounds like a char- there's a penalty in favor of the Chargers. And then you hear the ref go, uh, penalty against the Chargers. And they erupt again. First down Eagles. And everybody starts cheering. There, It was embarrassing. They said that 70% of the people at the game were Eagles fans. I found it so 3,000 cool. miles away. It was so cool. To I mean, watch. it says a lot about the Eagles fans, but it says even more about the San Diego Chargers. They're not San Diego anymore. They might as well be. They say they're not moving no, back. Nobody Spanos, cares. Did, did they fly the plane over the stadium for Dean Spanos? I don't know. Did you see it? I'm pretty sure that they did. I watched, fly it over. I, I watched the, uh, the replay. I don't of know it, if they showed it on TV, but I'm pretty sure they, they flew it over. Yeah, the FEA told them, sorry, you're going to have to deal with It Spano really sucks. was a pretty amazing <laughs> atmosphere, though. You had the defense encouraging the crowd to get loud on third down with Phillip Rivers trying to run an offense. And, te- and telling them to get quiet to, when the Eagles were on And the Eagles offense. had their own offense. Yeah. Uh, to the point where fans and commentators and announcers were all commenting, players commenting how they had never really seen anything like that. It is embarrassing. They have n- Not only does, do they not have a home field advantage, if you're a player on the Chargers and you go into your home stadium with the air quotes and then all of a sudden they're cheering for the other team, it has to be demoralizing, right? I mean, well, how would you feel about I'll it? I'll tell you what's demoralizing, that the Eagles got the ball with 644 left on the game and ran it down their throats and ran out the clock. That's I told you. No, that that's what the Eagles needed to do. You need to commit to the run. And when you see the results... Boy, way of the, to go out on a limb there, buddy. <laughs> you see the results of... You see the results... Why don't you go back Go commit to the yeah. run. <laughs> you see the results of it in the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter whether you're super yeah, you successful. Yeah, wear them down. Exactly. And I think offensive linemen love... 
run protected. They get it's to just fire off to, exactly. rather than take the, the pounding of the guy running right at them. So they've now committed to it for two games. So last that, week they had 193 yards. The week before they had 193 yards. Last week they had 214 yards. Right. LeGarrette Blunt had 16 rushes for 136 yards. but yeah, well, Half of it was on one run. But 109 of those yards were after contact. Right. Like The Eagles haven't had that in a running back in years where they don't go down either before the hit or after that first hit. He was running through tackles when's, and running When's the angry. last bruising running back that the Eagles had? Bruising running well, back. Well, I mean... It's been a long it, time. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, Brian Westbrook wasn't exactly he's bruising. He's not bruising. You go back to Ricky Waters. Yeah. He's, kinda, he's probably the he might last... be the guy. The last back that you had that, that really tried to take it up the middle like that through the line. That was your feature back right. for this team. So... Uh, it was it was great to see the Eagles last season were one and seven in one score games. They're now two and one this year. They have more road wins at two this season than they had all of last season. And they have a kicker. They do. So um, even though Marvin Lewis doesn't like the fact that they have a kicker, he like trolled the fact that they had him. So after kicking, well, didn't he cut him? That's I don't okay. think he's satisfied that he got rid of a kicker and now he's winning games for the Eagles. So after a 61-yarder the week before, last week he knocked through four field goals for the Eagles' win again. Look, how do you feel if you're Caleb Sturgis right now? You better go find another You think job. you're calling the Eagles' front office and they're just not returning your call? Pretty much. Not, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those, if it's, called, if it's a cell phone, you're hitting end to have it go to voicemail before why, it rings. Why would he even call them? Well, look, I mean, you don't lose your job to injury. I am I want to see this weekend whether or not there are people wearing his jersey. You've been saying that. I, I don't know if they're selling them yet. I don't know. Well, then they're missing a marketing opportunity, aren't they? <laughs> well, the, of course. The, the NFL doesn't miss marketing opportunities. They'll <laughs> That's make, right. They'll make sure to give it to yeah. them. The Eagles are still playing hurt on the back end, though. Uh, Fletcher Cox will be out again this week. Mm -hmm. They really played well without him out, though. I thought they wore down in the fourth quarter like they did the week before against the Giants, and that's well, something concerning. They're going to be shorthanded, and, and Derek Barnett has got to step up because I haven't seen anything great from him yet. You've been you've been calling for that. Yeah. Uh, last week, Keenan Allen's and Tyrell Williams, you say who, put up had 10 catches for 253 yards. Well, Keenan Allen's not a who. He's a great Not who, but uh, Tyrell hurt. Williams. Yeah. Um, so is it bad that I'm concerned about Larry Fitzgerald this week? No, because a lot of that was junk time, too. I mean, it, it, true. It, so River, Rivers has a penchant for falling behind, then catching up with long throws, and then losing on the last drive. So this week, Arizona do? comes to the link. Yeah. The Eagles get a real home game, mm -hmm. not a road home game. I'll bet you it was louder in San, Di in San Diego, I'm going to keep saying it, um, than it will be here. Because it was twenty seven thousand people. Yeah, and it's a tiny, it's a tiny stadium, so you have that. Just everybody's on top of you, so it'll be loud here this this week. But I, I don't think this game's going to be close. Why not? What, what's your thought of how the game's going to go? The Cardinals have no running game. They went from from being a team that spent the entire preseason geared up to have David Johnson, who might be the best running back in the league. And then he gets hurt, season over, essentially. He may come back before the end of the season, but he ain't here now. Now they've got Chris Johnson back there, just yeah, not happening 90, the same He's like way. 90 years old at yeah. this point. And, and, and so they're going to have to pass it. And as long as the Eagles can get Carson Palmer, once he gets knocked down a couple times, it all falls apart Did for him. you see how many interceptions he has this season? No. 17 interceptions in four games. Get out. 17. Really? 17 interceptions. 
That's a lot. That's a lot of completions. That's, that's a lot of completions <laughs> to the other team, man. You you can't be a quarterback in the NFL. So you know you you want to see pressure from the defense to take the burden off of the secondary, which will still be shorthanded again this week. But look, if you can get through these games, you're going to get some of these players back and healthy. Well, and and here's the other re- look. The 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 Cardinals' strength is in their run defense, but you this is another time that you can't give up on it. Because of the, it helps the defense too. So the longer you can stay on the field and have long drives instead of bombing it down the field, the more you're keeping them off the field. You're worried about Larry Fitzgerald, but they have a bunch of receivers. Yeah, it's the Eagles are the Eagles are first in the NFL in time of possession. Right. So I mean, you need to keep that up. Uh, question about whether Small will, will play this week. Yeah, he's questionable. Hurt his knee apparently in the at the end of the game last week. Then give it to Clement. I still think he's going to be a better he back. He has played. Good football. Mm-hmm. And they trusted him on third down late in the game last week. Plunged right through that line and he picked it up. Good to see. Yeah. It's definitely um, going to be fun down there. I'll be down at the game, so give you a little bit of. Now, are there. you actually going to the game I this time or are you just game. going to the tailgate? No, I am going. Because the, the last time. Why do you have a problem the with the fact that I went to the tailgate without a ticket <laughs> to the game? This bothers you. <laughs> I went down and enjoyed the atmosphere. No, I didn't have a ticket to the game this week. I will because if to I'm the not game. going to the game, I'm sitting on my couch. I made it back I to the a, couch to I watch. I have the a game. nice beverage. I was <laughs> I was back at the couch to watch the game after yeah. the tailgate. I thought everything worked out just fine. Okay. Uh, what happened to the NFC East? <laughs> they stink. Stink out stink. loud. Yeah. They. Your the Giants. Cow- I, well, I told you the Cowboys would not be that good this year. And, and and their 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 little running back who's constantly in trouble has appeared to eat a little too many uh, snacks during the off season. Because oh. well, if you remember last year, he's not wearing those cutoff he, shirts. With he came in with out. those washboard eight pack. Abs You're not seeing that the, this year. No, he, uh, they've been there have been murmurs about him being overweight, and he looks it. I mean, he doesn't look. He doesn't look overweight compared to. To a normal person. Look, I generally don't comment but, on anybody's <laughs> way. People in but, glass houses type but thing. He, but he doesn't, and everything that's been going on with him has got to be weighing on him because he doesn't know from week to week whether he was going to play or whether he doesn't. Well, they lost play. last week to the Rams in Dallas, and that you know is that the Rams playing better than people expected, or is that Dallas being worse? Well, it's both. But losing at home, I mean, if they would have lost to the Rams in L.A., that would have been one thing. But losing at home to the Rams. A team that was just atrocious last year. They're much better this year, but they're still really young. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that the Eagles will be one game up in the NFC East at three and one, you would have told me that I am crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So who would have thought that? Uh, actually, I mean, I picked them to be three and one. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think they'd be in first place with three and one. Now, schedule doesn't get much easier. You're at home a little bit, but then on a short week, you're going to go play Carolina on Thursday night. You know, got to be careful. Otherwise, you don't win Sunday. You'll lose Thursday. You're at three and three. Well, is and, Cam, Cam going to be in a position that he's going to be energized? Because is he allowed to eat Oiko's yogurt? Because he's not allowed to, to market it. Anymore. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, if you want to. What is people's problem with a woman doing the job? I don't think I don't think most people have a problem. I, I mean, what There's, is the problem? The, but but why? She asked you a question about a route. Just answer it. It was a good question. 
Yeah, it, it was. It was not. Uh, his I'm sorry. Should we moment. have more male reporters asking you stupid questions like, "Where'd you get that hat from?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really it annoys me because this happens a bunch. You've seen it with as they start to move women into the primary role of broadcaster in the booth. Right. You see people going, "Why should they be there? Why does it bother you? Why do I have to listen why, to? Why a, would you even notice? I mean, if somebody's giving you information and calling a game, what's the difference? Why do I have to listen to people who aren't that good at their job? Do it over people who are better at their job because you don't like the tone of somebody's voice or you feel insecure about it. I really don't understand it. There are women that do the job better than men. Mm-hmm. Get over it, accept it, and enjoy it because they provide knowledge and facts. And if you just listen rather than paying attention to the tone of the voice, you probably learn something. And ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard from the new sponsor for Dan and Yogurt. <laughs> well, okay, so does that teach him something? I mean, he gave that like apology video. Well, he has two daughters. So I'm I'm guessing his daughters might have given him a little guff when he got home. I just don't I don't get why people care so much about this. It, well, wait. What do you mean? Don't care so much? Wh- care, wh- care about whether whether or why not somebody a cares is announcing who, who or is, that what who he is said. asking them a question or who is commentating a game Most or who is calling care. a game. If a woman ref is better than a male ref, does it matter whether it's a man or a woman? No, but but if I, a but, woman coach is better than a male coach, yeah, does but, it matter? But you, but you're saying mo, you're you're trying to generalize. Mo, I don't think most people do. No, care it's a vo- it's a vocal minority. Right. It's not the. But there is a response and a reaction to it. Now there was pretty much universal condemnation of what Cam Newton did, mm-hmm. uh, what he said, and right. how he said it. I haven't seen those critiques of the female broadcasters calling the games. You know, I haven't heard too many people criticizing Look, them, but maybe I just don't I com- listen in the right I places. come from a background of running political campaigns for mm-hmm. men and women, and I have seen very close uphand how differently different genders are treated when they put themselves in front of the public. And mm-hmm. I find the debate over women's roles in sports to be kind of pathetic. It's, you know, get over it. Enjoy your game. It doesn't matter. It, it really... She asked you. She asked Cam Newton a good question. Yeah, it was actually it was. It she was a asked really a good question, question that plenty of men conference. would not understand how to ask. There are look. I got. I love some of my guy friends. Mm-hmm. I could give them directions to the football stadium, and they couldn't find it. Name them. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it makes no sense to me that people will accept mediocrity uh-huh. because it's comfortable over something that's better because it's not what they're used to. I only care about who's good. It it doesn't. It it shouldn't matter to anybody. And I I I understand your your rage, um, it, and and I feel it. Just it boggles but, but my I, mind. But that I people think care. that I I don't think you should get upset by. I think the majority are on our side, and the question is, is are they standing up for these... They're really pioneers at this point. Yes. I mean, you saw what happened first with First female football coach, well, first look what, look referee. What, yeah, look what happened last year with the NBA, where uh, one of the coaches made a comment to one of the referees, and really kind of, I think it was Doc Rivers, went after this referee multiple times. Yeah. So it's it's not appropriate to do it, but I think that we're now in a society that, that I think is standing up for the for, for that... And making sure that the best people get the job. Well, I'll take. I'll come off my soapbox. I just. I don't understand it. Oh, I, I could get you right back on your soapbox if you want. Oh, like you could did easily. You, did you see what happened with Jeremy Lin? Go ahead. So Jeremy Lin had he he tries to get. He said that he did a he did a, one of those uh, articles where he wrote it, and it was. And Jeremy Lin's very smart. He's a Harvard grad. Yeah. Um, he says that he tr- does things to get out of his own comfort zone. Okay. So he often changes his hairstyles. And he now has, I think, 
dreads or cornrows. I'm not sure which one he has. And one, a former teammate of his, Kenyon Martin, I don't, I think they were teammates, went on one either Facebook or something like that and criticized him and said that he should realize that he's Asian, so he shouldn't have this. Oh, so that hairstyle's not allowed? Yeah. And Jeremy Lin had a very good response to it and said, look, I appreciate what, what you're saying, but this is how this is what I'm going to do. And I think he kind of took a shot at him when he said, you happen to have some Asian letters tattooed on your arm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you can't get a tattoo. Right, but, it, but, it, but it just goes to show you that, you know, the, the, the things that most of us wouldn't even think about other than, okay, does he look good with that haircut or not? It, that there's still people out there that sit there and, and try to categorize and generalize and, and hopefully it's becoming less and less. I hope so. We're going to go to break, and Jeff's going to help me calm down so that I stop ranting. And we're going to get you a new haircut. He'll <laughs> go get me a new haircut. That's right. I don't think I could go with Rick, dreads. get in here with the scissors. I, I, I wouldn't look good in dreads. That's for sure. I know that. <laughs> uh, stick with us when we come back. We've got some football picks. we got some fantasy. we got everything else going on. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer, still hanging out with Jeff Cohen. Jeff, you wanted to comment on Brett's wardrobe change. So apparently, while we were on the air last segment, Brett appears to have, have purchased himself somehow a Kansas City Chiefs sweatshirt. Did you like go to some place and buy it? <laughs> you like a store around? You Did you have it hidden away? Wanted to show your fandom? Yeah, I had it on the chair right here, and we got to keep the studios, you know, cold. So I threw it on because I'm cold. So you couldn't just get like a jacket. You had to show your Chiefs fandom. Yes, I did. Okay, uh, baby. You know what? You know what Brett should do. You, do you remember? Do you remember we talked about that company that you could rent a jersey. Yeah, it's perfect for him. Oh yeah, that's right. You you don't have to buy it. You can just rent it. You can rent different Chiefs jerseys of players you've never heard of before. I would love to. Yeah, because you're such a fan. <laughs> All right. Let's well, talk about... Well, we know what to get him for Christmas. Let's talk about fantasy football for one second. Okay. Richard Sherman was not happy last week, Jeff. Why? Well, he does not care about your fantasy football team. Well, I don't have one, so so he can not care about it all he wants. No, I actually agree with him. Uh, you know, I thought about this. Richard Sherman's beef about this is, is that people care le less and humanize less 
the players by having fantasy football. Yes, somebody gets injured and it's not, I hope they're okay. It's, they cost me my game in fantasy. It's true. Yes. I mean, it, he I, believes I, it's dehumanizing essentially to the players. Yeah. And, and, and if yeah, I have heard this from so many of my friends, from my kids' friends, is the second somebody gets hurt, well, if I'm watching a game with them, it's like, oh, he just screwed up my, my, my week. Am I allowed to think both? Like, I hope he feels better, and boy, that's really going to hurt my fantasy standings. <laughs> but you're not. But the question <laughs> Can is, Can I be empathetic you? and still want my team? I am. I I care when, like, Ty Montgomery is on my team, and yeah. he's likely out this week with broken ribs. Right. I felt bad for him last week. It's really going to suck trying did to you, find a replacement. Did you feel worse for him or worse for yourself? I felt worse for him. He's the one who's got broken ribs. Yeah, I don't believe it. I was losing the game anyway. Uh, so. I, I, I bet if you lost sleep, it was because you didn't know who to put it in his place as opposed to going, gee, I hope well, he's Well, I not, don't have somebody to put in his pain. place, but that's my own problem as a fantasy GM. It's you not have, you have one running problem. back? Uh, no, I have other running backs, but yeah. I, they have bye weeks. So I have to pick somebody up who's really not going to be very go. good. Well, what, what do you want, Jeff? This is why know. you stop playing fantasy because... You know, don't no, criticize me. Uh, if I'm, you're not in the game, you can't criticize people playing. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Because I've done it. Well. And, and and what I found was is it was freeing to give it up. Do you feel liberated now? I that you do. Because I, I can root for who I want, which unfortunately they stink. And, or Yeah, I don't, right? I, I, but I don't How have, liberating was that that you got to go concentrate on the Giants? Don't you want a distraction now? No, yeah, you no, kill for a distraction. No, in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to root for the Chiefs. I'm going to root for the Chiefs. <laughs> so let's move into um, now that you're free and liberated. And a Chiefs fan. <laughs> let, and, yeah. and not rooting for your team anymore. <laughs> let's go into our NFL picks. Yeah. So last week you were 8-7. and seven, I was 7-8. and eight. For the season, you're 26-19. and 19, I'm 27-18. and 18. So this week, Giants-San Diego. You put it in the document. You put it on the list of San Diego to get me to do that, didn't you? That's right. Did you? And I did it. I looked at it. I go, San Diego. Oh, no. This is this is the first 0-4 matchup since 2003. Does somebody have to win? Well, actually, no. They could tie. They could tie. So, so <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? You're going to change it to I'm, a tie? I'm changing it to a tie. My prediction is I was going to go for the so Giants, but I'm going for a tie. I'm going to pick the Giants. I'm going to give you a tie. Panthers, Lions, Lions have trailed in 17 of the last 21 games, but they're still winning. They are. Uh, they look really good this year. I mean, I, you never know with Matt Stafford, but right. the guy's got an arm. I'm saying Lions. We'll both go with Lions. Jets at Browns. Browns. I am picking the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Don't you just want the Browns to win at this point? I don't really I care. I feel so bad for the fans of Cleveland, that's although another, they that's have a another baseball one of those. Watch. How do you feel if you're Cleveland? You passed up on Carson Wentz and Jared <laughs> Goff were, last year and Deshaun Watson this year. But, so are you asking me about football, or you just how do you feel about Cleveland? No, if you're a football <laughs> fan, you know, you're, t you're looking for a quarterback. Right. you got Deshaun Kaiser now. Right. But you could have had Deshaun Watson in the draft this year, and last year you could have had Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, and well, you don't. Well, we don't know if Deshaun Kaiser's any good or not. I mean, you didn't you didn't really know about Watson. Deshaun I mean, Watson I would have taken I would have taken Deshaun Watson. He looked pretty good last yeah, week. He's got the winner. He's got the winner's mentality. He's got exactly. the arm. He seems to get he just seems like he's got it all together. The three and one Buffalo Bills. Did you think you'd be saying that against no. the Bengals? I'm, go go I'm going Bills. I'm going Bengals. The Bengals they, stink. They do, but they've got a new offensive coordinator, and I think they're gonna keep putting the ball up top to him. And I I I don't. Th I think the Bills are because in one week they're going to fix that problem. They already looked better last week. I just don't think the Bills are what their record says. What's, it is. what's the over under on how many more weeks before Vontez Perfect is thrown out of another game? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a prop bet on that. Titans against the Dolphins. Fins. Really? Yeah. 
you're going to take the Dolphins. Marcus Mariota is not in the best of shape. No, so. he's not. Yeah, uh, he's been getting knocked. I'm around. going with the Titans, but we'll see. I'm not confident with that. Niners against the Colts. Can they take Peyton Manning from the retirement ceremony and put him out on the field? Maybe. He might be better than Jacoby Brissett's played. <laughs> that was a great trade, by the way. By the way, Colin Kaepernick still not in the NFL. Can we just remind people of that? Why? Well, Brandon Wheaton got a job this week as a backup. <laughs> How old is he now, by the way? He came into the NFL at 27. I just remember when he was a baseball prospect. Right. <laughs> it's, I, I just, he was a Browns quarterback. The, the length that the teams will go to not sign Colin Kaepernick yeah. just continues it to is. amaze Where me. was Brandon Wheaton before anyway? Nowhere right well, now. Well, he was, he he just was in Cleveland. Around. He was with Dallas. Right. He was, uh, now, but that was a couple years. That now, was a few years. Now he ago. was with nobody. Right. Jags at Steelers. Steelers are going to be angry. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, as long as, long as Ben and uh, Antonio Brown can get along and Antonio Brown doesn't hit Did you see Antonio Brown's bottle. temper tantrum yeah. on the sideline last mm-hmm. week? He came out and apologized, but seriously. He apologized for the distraction, not for really his behavior. So I'm going to ask a question because of all the locker rooms, that's the one that seems to have had the most controversy internally surrounding the taking a knee. Um, they had Villanueva stand out when everybody was going to be in. They had the coach out there when people didn't realize it. Is that a place where the internal locker room dynamic is impacted by the debate going on around them? I don't think so. Villanueva came out afterwards and said, look, I, don't, I, I didn't do it to embarrass my teammates. He shouldn't he, have had to apologize. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's a retired ranger. Yes. You uh, should not he have served, to apologize. He served for... this country. He, came, he went out and he, it's, he didn't go out. He didn't walk out onto the field of the sideline. He did it right by, right, right by the tunnel. So he wasn't trying. Tomlin, I think, is a team guy. I mean, he, I, he really seems like a, a coach that Yeah, they wanted love. to do it all together. And, and, and he, the abuse that he's had to endure since then... I mean, people have been yelling the N-word at him. It's disgusting yeah, but, what he's been doing. Uh, police chief got fired for it. Yes. Out in, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it, look, it's that issue is going to continue to go on, but but that's one team that I'm watching based on some of the debate that's gone mm-hmm. around uh, outside. To, to me, the most amazing thing was when they asked Ben Roethlisberger, and he said that he thinks it's his responsibility to make sure that his teammates don't act inappropriately. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we need some like sound effect for like the, the <laughs> joke button or something. All right, Ra- uh, Ravens at the Raiders. Neither so Derek Carr is not going to be playing this week. Yeah, out with a back injury. You going with the fighting? Who Joe is Flacco's? the Raiders' backup quarterback? Oh, now you're last year me. it was McGloin. All right, you keep you keep picking, and I'll I'll look it up. All like right, well I'm 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 going with the Raiders anyway because the Ravens stink. All right, I'm going to go with the Raiders, and I'll get you their quarterback in a uh-huh. second. Don't worry. Well, if we had a producer that was helping us out back there, we'd be good. He would be able to tell me that it was EJ Manuel. But no, he's sitting there trying to figure out how his Kansas City Chiefs sweatshirt will fit better. Yeah, he, he's memorizing the roster for the Chiefs. Yeah. It's, so, so let's go to the Seahawks and the Rams, because the Rams are on pace right now to be the third highest scoring offense ever. Again, Obviously, did you think you would happen. be saying that this season? No, because if you look, if you if you went to Vegas before the season started, the over under on wins where the Rams was five and did a half. Did you just give me a Vegas stat, Mr. Non-Gambler? I did. You did? Uh-huh. So the Rams was f- over-under was five and a half, and the Seahawks was ten and a half. And I'm saying the Rams are going to win this game. Uh, so here's the thing. Yeah. I want to pick the Rams. Yeah. But for some reason, I can't. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks, but I would not be surprised at all if the Rams win the game. Yeah. 
Uh, way, I just, way to hedge that bet. Well, I I, I didn't are, go with a tie. Captain, you are Captain Hedges. You took a tie, and you're saying that that's, I'm hedging my bet. That's not hedging. That's going out on a that's limb. That's making no decision. Who, who, no. Who who in the world picks a tie? You Those do. Those teams are so bad. Look, I'm Didn't a ch- some of the Eagles not know that you could go into overtime and have it in the tie a few Donovan, years where are you? Uh, <laughs> five, we'll number always five, love we you. will always love you. Packers and Cowboys. What you got going on? Packers. So you think the Cowboys are going to lose two in a row? Yep. It's at home. There's the opportunity for the Eagles, if they win, to actually put some space between them and some of the other teams in the yep. division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go with the Packers as well. Chiefs at Texans. Texans. So you think that the Texans are going to end the only undefeated team in the NFL's Yep, and then and then the 1970s some uh, dolphins can, can have celebrate their again. Party again. They can take the the Dom Perignon out of the four hundred thousand dollars suite at Madison Square Garden sure. and celebrate to to watch the Knicks. <laughs> uh, Vikings at Bears. Vikings. Okay, so I'm actually going to change. I had Vikings down, but I'm going to go with the Bears here. Why? I don't know. Why are you changing it? Because I just don't want to pick the Vikings. Okay, is Sam fine. Bradford back? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Their defense is so good; they only have to score three points. I'm still going to pick the against Bears. the Bears. Cardinals at Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. I got the Eagles. Won't even as be well. close. All right, so we'll see if you can overtake my what, lead. This what what week. do you think the score is going to be at the Eagles game? I think you know twenty-seven twenty. No, I said twenty-seven twenty-four. I, I think that I think that if the Eagles can get into the high twenties, low thirties, they're in good shape. Uh, you know, I I don't think it's going to be a defensive battle per se. Uh, so. See what comes out of that. All right. Did you stay up till 10.50 on Wednesday night to watch the puck drop for the Flyers' first game I, of the season? Yes, I did. For that one, I did. It, it really stinks that they're starting on the West Coast. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, and, they, and not only and, that, and back-to-back nights. And not too. only that, did the NHL not realize that a presentation at Pittsburgh for their Stanley Cup was going to go over? They couldn't at least put the game on CNBC. Uh, I got to wait and have the game pushed back an extra 20 minutes. Well, the Pe- Penguins played really well, Look, didn't I they? I got an eight-month-old at this point. I need all goals. the sleep that I can get. I cannot be staying up that late to mm-hmm. watch a game. It's killing me. I mean, especially if he's sleeping. Well, so did, did, you, did you have fun watching it? I did stay up and watch, yeah. and I was miserable the next day. But Wayne Simmons' hat trick looked pretty yeah. good. They did, look. You're gonna have to be patient with this team. This team's yes. really young. Yes, they are. I was I was really surprised that Nolan Patrick made the opening roster. He's played well already. Yeah. Um, he does not look out of place. I like Giroux on the left wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that line looks pretty good. Yeah, the, uh, actually, the weak link on it so far in the first two games check. is good. No, it's Couturier. Well, he just he he's not a finisher. That's always been his problem. And but if you're gonna play it, the only good thing is if he's gonna plow up the middle because he's a big guy. And he is fast. If he the the best way the, for the Flyers to score on that line is going to have to be Voracek and and Giroux getting well. Getting that's rebounds. what I think his role is, though. I think he's a distributor, not a finisher. Well, uh, well yeah, I, I he's think got, that he's, he's there to, to get the puck around and then go pick up the trash. Up I mean, front. last night I think that the first line only had seven shots. Last night they made Quick look like a, an all star again. Yeah, well uh, he is. He's and Neuberth made a very good save early on in the game. Uh, they'll be back out late in Anaheim tomorrow night if people to stay up. Are you excited for the Flyers season? I am. I mean, the goalie situation worries me. I, I'm not going to say Elliot's going to be great because of one game that he had. He has never had a really – he doesn't play a lot of games. He's never had like where he's the dominant goalie for a year. So, so, we're so all- Neuverth could be the guy. I want to see if Carter Hart eventually comes up. But the, lo- the defense looks really good. 
We're, Provorov is a star. We're almost out of time. We got yeah. two minutes left, and I don't want to get off without having you the opportunity to speak about Rick Pitino getting ninety eight percent of the Adidas contract. <laughs> well, there were certain was for wor- there were certain words you d- you said I couldn't say on air. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I, I tried to sanifi- sanitize Jeff's response. How to not get our how does Rick Pitino think, or any coach think that it is a good idea that if a school is getting a huge contract, that the coach gets ninety eight percent of it? Look. He negotiated himself some deal there. How did the trustees allow That's that? That's my question. How does the university let that go on? I don't know. I, I mean, that, that, but that, that shows you that he's got too much power, and gonna, that's what happens when these schools get coached with too much power. You're going to keep seeing stories like this go on as this goes further. Did you watch the Sixers preseason start the other night? I watched the first half because I figured the second half would be junk. Ben Simmons oh, is a point guard. His court vision is his, unreal. He he is a 6'10", 6'11 guy in a 6'4 body, uh, or ver- vice versa, because he is so big, but he sees everything. Were you in uh, Philly when Joel Embiid was playing tennis? Yeah, I don't... And running? Why is that not in his contract that he can't do that? Because that's dangerous for I knees. It's I dangerous don't. for ankles. It, all the things he's hurt before, and it's not good on your back. I have no idea. I, I mean, it, he's fun, yeah. but at the same time, I just want the guy to be healthy and be that's on the right. court. You, that you, was the best thing that happened in the preseason game. Is nobody got hurt? I want, I want, jo- I want Joel Embiid branded bubble wrap and that he could stay in that until game time it was a preseason game uh, yeah. okafor looked better than he has in a while look he, he lost a lot of weight looks, looks a little very quicker. different body type yep. quicker markel fultz not mm, one quite, for 12 is not what you yeah, want to not say. quite making it happen yeah. so we're gonna have to see him develop that's gonna be the last word for the week jeff any thoughts I'm looking forward to seeing the Flyers when they come back here. I'm uh, looking forward to the at seven. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Eagles home game this weekend. Thank you for joining us this week on the Heart of Sports. Join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.